0: kitchen couch podcast
1: (coughs) yeah
0: yeah I don't know if my mind's playing tricks on me or not but welcome, welcome to the Kitchen, to the kitchen Couch, couch podcast, podcast with me, Nathan, Nathan Nice, a.k.a. A, Lai 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 Bourdain, Bourdain, AKA a, a, the Light Skin a.k.a. The Black Hunter Lai S. Thompson, Thompson. giving you the, the three seeds that you, that need, that's that's you need, that's culture, culture comedy, comedy, and cuisine, and let's not forget cannabis, because you know I be smoking. smoking. All, all right, you heard me, Kitchen Couch Podcast. I think it's are you there? What's good, I can see you, what's happening, can you hear me? I can hear you. Now. i can hear you and see you brother how you doing it man max Jules, what's good i had to get that i had to get the the flight plan rolling here no i feel I, you I, I didn't want to have dead air you know not as, as, as a man
1: who's been broadcasting for a few years i didn't want to just be
0: looking at a uh looking at a camera you know what i mean right right i hear that i hear that and uh this is going to be an awesome interview so so, first off, right now, uh, this is Nathan Nice in the motherfucking kitchen couch in this piece. I'm Nathan Nice, a.k.a. The Light Skin Bourdain, a.k.a. Tom Petty Jr., you feel me? And right now, I'm interviewing Dirty Harry out the motherfucking Seattle, man. Say what's good, brother. Man, always good to be on a, on another
1: uh, show, whether it's a podcast or radio show on the FM or digital side. It's always good to uh, show love, and I appreciate uh you asking me to hop on board and uh
0: show show that show the, show the show some love right 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 i yeah, I, pre- I always appreciate it especially players from the town so you grew up in seattle brother
1: i did i did where, i did i you- grew up in seattle and uh keep uh i've kept i've kept it true to the game I've kept it true to the
0: game okay so where, whereabouts in seattle and like uh what was it like growing up in seattle um uh, Running around here trying to make a name for yourself.
1: Oh man, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do back then. You know, I mean, I didn't know that I was gonna, you know, fall and in, fall into the flight plan that that I uh, indulge in today. But you know, I got got a lot of solid childhood friends that I still keep in contact with, and
0: uh, it's all about uh, keeping those relationships active, right? Right. You know, whether you're uh, halfway on one side of the world or the other it's just it's about uh it's
1: about keeping uh, those relationships intact and good communication all around right
0: right so like i mean you've been i mean going to you've been i'm sure you've been to other cities i've been to other cities um for people that aren't that maybe be watching this and they haven't gone to seattle what could you tell them something about seattle is different from other cities
1: oh man it's an eclectic uh you know super techie Getting a little bit more edgier on the, the fashion side of things, day by day. From what I can see, I can always appreciate fashion, and you know, it's 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 a good town. It's a good town. You know, don't uh, don't uh, get caught up. In, you know, if you've never been here, people say it rains three hundred sixty five days out of the year. Yeah, it rains probably about two hundred and ninety eight out of
0: three sixty two. You know, right. So, uh, but hey, it's you know, it's, it's what I call home. Right. Right, definitely, and those summer months be popping for real. That's what that's what people don't understand. It's like they want to move here and get get funny, and then and then when that summer comes, it's popping, and then they ain't ready for that. Uh, what is it uh, August to, or October to, to, to March? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm lucky. My birthday's at the end of August, so you know it's like it's always it's always a, it's always a summertime vibe for Dirty
1: oh. Harry's birthday. You know. I've been pretty much going for like the last ten years for my birthday, so maybe this year, this year maybe I'll change it up a little bit. You know, my friends are always saying like hey, maybe it's your life, and I tell them I said, you know, as a radio host, as the national radio show host, I mean it's what I do, and I love I love talking to all the listeners and you know bringing artists on and doing interviews and you know saluting
0: the game, salute in the music business right right and for those that don't know Dirty Harry's been on I mean what I know you from is Q93 back in the day when they had like the man all the, all the change I was just a kid so I didn't know about the program changes and all that I just remember like T-Man in the morning a little bit you feel me uh, um I do definitely remember you on there I remember um Eddie Eddie come on Eddie, how was it should, Powers? Eddie should, Powers? Be, uh, Eddie Francis. Eddie Francis. There we go. Eddie Francis. I remember just all men's just. I was a kid. That's what I'm saying. I, so, what was it like? Just like coming up in that game and with all those those guys, especially the T Man, man. If, if real town business, if you don't know about the T Man, you don't know. You know man,
1: guys he uh, he was one of those guys that uh, you know after
0: hey I'm lagging out I'm lagging out the show must go on people the show must go on oh saying like dirty Harry, can we
1: please meet the team man And I'm like saying to them like you know possibly So a guy walks in guy walks into the office and with the New York Times starts opening up the New York Times he's six feet away from them reading the newspaper they have no idea who it was and I uh, called him by his first name and I said uh, you know would you like to would you like to uh, meet a couple of your fans here? And they just like I'll never forget the reaction. Like I said, you know, he had a blue dot over his face on the station website, and uh, always had the blinds closed on the windows, and just a real kind of you know incognito type of guy. But if you were if you've got the relationship with him, then uh, he was uh, he was a great guy to have as a friend, and still is still is a buddy. We still uh, we still communicate from time to time. He's. Uh, he relocated
0: took the family out to the East Coast, so those are his stopping grounds right now, okay, man, I could definitely gotta tap in with him'cause i I remember my mama was like, We can't be listening to this, we can't be listening to this, and I was just like, it's basically Seattle's version of Howard Stern, so man, that was just that's dope that you're able to work yeah. with him, and so like so you said you didn't know your your you you would choose radio like like what even got you into working for cube 93 and some of these in rainier avenue radio and what what even like inspired you to kind of go that route
1: i mean i'll be honest with you i uh i i gotta i gotta show love i gotta give credit to uh to an individual who goes by dj nasty ness and uh he uh he allowed me to come under his wing uh as as a kid who went to roosevelt high school out here and I just, you know, I would be up in an office space and I was just intrigued one day I was up there and I heard all this loud hip-hop music, you know, Run-DMC and all the early Jay-Z catalog. And I just knocked on the door one day and I said, you know, can I, can I come in? Can I see what's, you know, can I see the operation? Can I see the behind the scenes? And uh, I, I asked if I could start coming up every day after school. And I just started, you know, Stacking up vinyl on the shelves and servicing the DJs and working with them on the conference calls and learning learning the music business. And one day he uh, sits me down and you know I'm a junior in high school. You know what can I expect? And he takes out he takes out his keys, he throws them across the desk. He says, "I'm about to open up another operation in L.A. Can I count on you to come up here after school and uh, help help run the organization?" And I said run an organization, I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid in high school, you know? right? And uh, I just I learned the ropes, and uh, there was an opportunity at Def Jam Records that he uh, opened up that door for me, and I was able to represent a label, an iconic label, like Def Jam Records, and uh, I spent two and a half years with the label, and Cube was one of the stations that we were responsible for to make sure our records were being played, so back then it was LL Cool J, it was Foxy Brown, it was the early Run DMC, it was the early Jay-Z, it was Memphis Bleak, it was David Banner. On the rock side, on the Mercury side, I had Aerosmith, I had the Hanson Brothers. Oh, wow. And that was just my job. You know, our job was just to make sure that our records were being played and if they weren't, it was that typical, you know, gotta, gotta take the program director and music director out to lunch or dinner and pull up Sister, sister Radio Station's research and and let them know like, hey, you know, B-96 in Chicago, jamming in Boston, uh, you know, other stations across the board probably need, you know, probably should follow their, their, uh, their flight plan. Right. And, right. Uh, and then I got picked up and went to radio, spent, uh, gosh, 20, 21 years with iHeartMedia, Media mm. and uh, just kept on, you know, I never wanted to just be a radio host. I always wanted to caterpillar and be able to do, you know, summer jams and, relationships with the nfl and the seahawks and everything that i was very fortunate to be able to uh to be able to build over my tenure with uh, with a massive iconic brand like q93 and you know i'm appreciative to this day it was just time like i said it was time at the end of that era to uh, move on to bigger things and most people's average lifespan at a commercial radio station is about four
0: years, hmm. so I th- I, th- I think I think 21 years is a pretty good run. Wow! You know, I think 21
1: years is a pretty good run, and I want I want to show you all something. When I talk about Def Jam, it's all about relationships in the music business. And I just recently received another care package from a good friend within the label. And you know, for people that don't realize how important the relationships are in the music business, you can see here this is on Def Jam letterhead you know, it's, it's very important to not burn bridges and really keep those relationships properly and, uh, in, in proper set. Cause labels are important, you know, labels aren't the be all end all, but it's, it's, you know, it's a good feeling to know that you have the relationships with all the major
0: labels out there when you need to, uh, when you need to tap into those conversations. Right. Right. Hey, if, if those that don't know, this is dirty, Harry, this is real town business. Get it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I gotta ask you, as a '90s baby, I low key, I don't, you know, I'm light skinned I definitely was rocking the Hanson mumbop. What was it like working with those guys? I gotta know. <laughs> That's the '90s in me. Man, I had to, had to kind of, I
1: had to kind of check those guys' swag a few times. I mean, going back to the fashion conversations, and we had to, we had to get them, we had to get them through some of the, the neighborhood malls on the different tour stops, and to get them, get them them with some fits now if you ask me about ll you know when we were rolling around on ll's tour bus we had you know damon and his team from fubu back then they were sending us boxes of gear so like we'd be i'll never forget going through one of the small towns with ll pulling over on the tour bus grabbing you know back then fubu was the brand you know fubu was the brand that right. rock and we'd you know open up the big doors below the tour bus and grab the gear and You know just you know hey here's a denim jacket here's a you know here's a beanie here's a hat and still to this day i'll never forget just seeing people's reactions you know when you can when you can uh you know take an artist off a bus at that caliber and give someone a picture or an autograph you know it's something they'll never forget they'll never forget and you know and to be able to say that you you know that you're with a label like that and to have that relationship it's it's uh it's something i'll never forget that i'm very
0: fortunate and blessed. Dame Dash is actually somebody I really follow in this industry because especially right now, like his swag is like, I'm on that level. Like you know, He's just like, I, I want to be around women all the time. I don't know. I just like Dame Dash as a person. Um, LL Cool J, definitely one of my favorite rappers of all time. Uh, what is one of your favorite songs and what's one of your favorite songs that you saw him perform? I'd say either Doing It, Around the Wave Girl,
1: uh, he did, uh, he did that, uh, remix back in the day, Ain't Nobody, uh, but I'd say probably Around the Way Girl, doing it, uh, I mean, those, those are just like, I mean, it's one thing to, like, hear LL, like, coming through your speakers in your car, but, like, even to this day, like, when LL performs, man, the guys, you know, the guy knows how to bring the heat, the guy knows how to really get on that stage, grab that mic, own that crowd, and, uh, that's why he's still. That's why he's still a name brand that he is today. You know. Right. Shout out to LL. Shout out to the team. Shout out to Brian and uh, Steve, two of the guys that uh, still
0: work with them uh, to this day. So, so growing up, uh, you know, running around here. You know, I went to RHS for a couple years to... Um, back then, I I don't know if it's different, but back then, like, what were some of your favorite hip hop acts? Like, you know, but when before you got into the industry, what were you listening to? Because you, you were also working with rock and roll as well. So, like, what were things you were listening to back then, as compared to now?
1: I mean, people ask me this all the time, like Dirty Harry. If you had to name one artist, who would that artist be? And I gotta tell you, Big Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is my guy. And, you know,
0: when he when he messes with DJ BattleCat, Ooh. BattleCat production comes in. You know, whether it's Cheat Up, whether it's, you know, I love it. Cali is active. Whatever, whatever song it is. I mean, I just talked to BattleCat. In
1: fact, we just uh, had to talk about a few things recently. We might actually get on a Zoom call tomorrow. But if you don't know DJ BattleCat, man, shout out to DJ, DJ BattleCat. One of the legends in the game. I mean, he's like a chef. Yeah. You ask him to step in the kitchen and make a make a fine
0: wine or cook you up a uh, triple class dinner. Within within an hour, you'll have that production. You'll have that beat. Yeah. He's just he's a master. He's a master
1: at the production, master on the beats, and Snoop Dogg is like that, 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 that's my guy. Snoop Dogg is my guy. He used he always calls me he always calls me his nephew. You know when I when I when I when I reach out to Snoop, he says. Yeah. How's my how's my nephew out in Sea Town doing? Dirty hair and I say, Uncle
0: Snoop, all is well, all is well, Big Snoop. So, dude, Snoop Dogg, man, his legacy. That's the thing about Snoop Dogg is if people don't know, and we got to watch him grow through the you know the years of progression. Murder was the case, just the icon in this game, a total icon, one of my favorites. That's so that's dope. That you, you yeah, Have you ever have you have you got to smoke with legendary Snoop? Like a little tap, a little blunt, or something. I'll tell you a story i, I uh I, I haven't and i uh i personally don't smoke right okay. but that's just you know that that's just, that's just a little personal side of dirty Harry. okay uh you know
1: a number of years ago i uh we we had him at summer jam and he was the headliner that year and there you can imagine twenty five thousand people out you know 96 degrees all day out in the hot 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 blazing sun people are just anxiously waiting they're dehydrated Paramedics are picking people up and bringing them backstage and throwing Gatorade, ice buckets of water over their faces to get them hydrated. And mm-hmm. I had to, you know, get on one of the golf carts off stage and uh, drive up the hill to his dressing room, knock on the door, tell tell security, tell the team, like, you know, we we got to get Snoop on stage. We got we got people like they're
0: uh, they're 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 anxiously waiting. Right. and uh, I he was like literally passed out sleeping
1: uh, on the bed in the back of the dressing room and I had to go in there and say like snoop like you know I wish you could sleep all night but you know there's a lot of money on the table here and you know you got a lot of fans here paying a lot of money to see you and driving a couple hours out gotta gotta get you on that stage and I was one of uh, one of many backstage, experiences that happened uh, at the Gorge. Some I can talk about, some obviously I can't talk about,
0: Right, but uh, there were were a lot of memorable
1: moments from Usher and I playing basketball backstage to uh, a past, uh, uh, I'll never mention any any names, but a past uh, employee uh, with uh, Tyrese, the year that Tyrese was there. (laughs) Uh, doing some things that shouldn't have been happening in the dressing room. So, uh, lots of uh, <laughs> lots of great stories related to related to good old. Uh, I mean, you... Fifty Cent's son walking out the Xbox out of the dressing room and not asking for permission. And oh, they asked wow. me, I said, like, come on, like let him, let him take it. Let him take it. Then Fifty Fifty hits me up. Back then, we all had the two way pagers. You know, shout out to Motorola. That's how we all communicated on you know, the Motorola two way pagers and. He felt so bad about it and he said uh 50 because back then the sonics were right above us upstairs at the radio station and said uh said can i can i ask a favor even though my son did this and i said, i said no problem he says can i get a whole bunch of sonics jerseys and uh so i went to my point of contact at the sonics back then and gave me this big box of gear and i sent it out to 50 and 50 got the box out at, at his house out in connecticut at the time is where we lived. And uh you you would uh you, you've never seen such appreciation. Like uh we didn't have like there wasn't you know video back then. There was, but not to the magnitude that it is today. So there's there's a lot of stories that uh that we could talk about for for days, but uh let's talk more about you man. Let's talk more more about you and we can shift gears a little bit. I mean I know
0: you want to interview me, so I, I want to keep it respectful, you know, But whatever whatever you want to ask, you know. So I guess uh, uh, a little bit about me, I'm kind of just, pfft, I mean, I'm, st- I'm trying to build my legacy right now. Uh, I guess most people would know me as a chef or like a culinary dude that's like into that. Um, been in the industry for probably 10 years. I hate the industry, but I love cooking, but I just hate the industry. It's trash. It's not romantic. It's not beautiful. But uh, through that, I learned about Anthony Bourdain. And Anthony Bourdain is, like, somebody I hella look up to. Um, and I kind of, like, like his lifestyle. And so I try to, like, basically... I like journalism. And I, I growing up in class, being a fuck-up, you know, I was always asking why. I was always thinking hella critically. My teachers hated me for it because I was just like, why? Why I got to do that? For what? Like, for what? They hated my ass. So, basically, I... I was born for journalism, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, um, and I kind of use food to break the ice a little bit um, and kind of just get all different walks of life into the same building. But also, you know, the kitchen couch is not necessarily just about food. It's also about, um, you know, I didn't grow up eating at a table. I grew up eating on the couch and we're shooting the shit on the couch with a little table in the middle. We're playing dominoes. Uh, you know talking shit playing card games whatever just you know and just shooting the breeze and that kind of you know you it's a place where people used to be relaxed and not have to be so PC and stuff and not that not that being you know having manners is bad but just you know we could me and my boys we could really just break the issues and talk about what's on our hearts or whatever what's on our minds so I kind of just decided to do this platform and It started off like me basically just hitting my homies up, talking shit, da-da-da, me freestyling, me talking about recipes, me talking about some shit that happened in my day. And then it just ended up like I'm hitting up artists, hitting up Mitchie Slick. Mitchie Slick said, yep. You know, I'm hitting up some of these underground artists. I've done so many, I mean, I, I and compared to you, compared to you, it's nothing like, like very light, maybe about a hundred, 200 interviews. So I'm, I'm sure you've done thousands and thousands. So I'm kind of on that same, like meteor, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I'm trying to make it all work. And, you know, when it's my time, then I got my fashion ready to, to launch. I got, you know, I'm just really just always hustling. I'm an artist. Um, I like psychedelics, um, kind of. Part of part of me, you know, a little bit. So, just, and I'm, I'm from Seattle, so I've just kind of got a different type of mind. And I just I, I move with a lot of peace and a lot of meaning. And everybody I get on my podcast, whether they're huge or little, they always got something to say. Like that's those are the ones I will always air the best stories. though and I just noticed that a lot of rappers will fuck with me because they understood that I'm trying to protect legacy like you know these interviews these recordings these are archives maybe a million people see them maybe one person sees them but like it don't really matter because when history comes to it they're going to be like i was that guy or you were that guy that was there talking right. that shit making that noise and you know i don't necessarily got to be nathan nice oh you know what I mean? as long as i get my bag and like i i people respect me that's what i really care about is respect. I don't want, you know, be out here Takashi sixty nine in and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Yeah. that probably want to be a good luck, right? Right, right. And so um, that's kind of like a little bit about me, my backstory. I do culture, comedy, cuisine and cannabis. Um my pen's broken or I'd be smoking right now. But uh you know, and I just like to pay pay homage to people like you you know people like me snotty nose running around the city and just having very little people to look up to especially in the hip-hop industry you know and i shout out to sir mix a lot shout out to kid sensation not like there ain't players out here but you know what i mean as far as like that two chains that e40 that snoop Dogg, that really just puts the city on i mean sir mix a lot really does but like who would you say like really that we have And little mosey i guess is kind of a big buzz right who would you say right now is buzzing really big in Seattle? Ras right, Simone? I don't know. I mean that, that you know, I, I can answer
1: that from a few different uh, you know, vantage points. Uh, you know, if we're talking about, you know, national playing scale level, I mean, you know, we can talk about Travis Thompson, we can talk about Mosey, we could talk about uh, you know, we could talk about the Jay Louds.
0: Jay Loud, can, okay. Uh, shout out Jay Loud. You know, we can talk about
1: He's got, some, he's got some product on deck that he's about to be dropping. So I think there's a whole bunch, you know. And then there's a lot of talent that I'm uh, that I'm uh, totally behind, and uh, that there'll be some uh, there'll be some exciting things coming up that you'll see uh, you'll see Dirty airing around more and more in terms of the local I see. And In fact, one thing that's been really important uh, that I want to talk about on my radio show. Is you know with, with me being on when I'm not pre-recorded, I'm on four to six p.m. and I wanted to be on you know drive time for a few reasons. One reason in particular that I wanted to you know create that first outlet uh, for uh, artists uh, to be able to be played you know at five o'clock in the afternoon on a radio station. And you know there's not there's not too many other uh, there's not too many other uh, shows that have the luxury to uh, be able to do that. And uh, I'm glad that I can do that, and I do do that, and I'm going to continue to do that. So uh, definitely you can always, uh, you know, artists can hit me up on my IG and uh, send me in a track. It's got to be a clean radio edit. But uh, I've, I've got some I've got some fun things on my sleeve. I wish I could unveil them all, but shout-out to my guy, Philip Klein, if you don't know the name, Philip Klein probably the most aggressive uh fashion designer right now in the world absolutely running the strip does it bigger than life um uh, you know we, we both have this line expect the unexpected expect the unexpected and like i said you know i'm going on uh, 25 years of being in this industry with uh a lot of uh key relationships that uh are very important to me and you know like i said no uh no disrespect to people that may have been, you know, in the scene for a year, six months, two years, three years. It takes time to to get that, uh, to get those, some of those uh, plaques, you know, hung up properly. To uh, you know, gotta gotta pay your dues, especially in the music business. You gotta pay your dues, and uh, you gotta 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 have the relationships. You gotta have the right relationships, and you gotta be respectful. And you got to be a good communicator, and uh, you know, I, I'm not
0: a fan of, you know, I don't like games. I mean, you know, if if we're having a conversation
1: like this, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm an open book. I mean, obviously, if you ask me something and I don't feel comfortable answering it, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'll make it clear. But right, I think up to this point, you know, hey, it's been has been pretty
0: fluid, right? Right, right, exactly. So I was, I mean, you kind of answered it a little bit, but I mean, what? I guess I'm kind of on that wave right now where it's like, I see certain people that are seeing my messages, but I ain't blue check. I'm seeing certain people look at me and be like, and see, and see, I think I, I see, I'm loving you because you were before the Instagram. So like shit went down crazy before the Instagrams. This ain't, this is different now. Now everything's under a microscope. But I was gonna um, round it round and back uh, round. We could round back to that, um, but I was gonna say, like breaking into the industry, it's kind of a weird thing. It's like I, sometimes I feel like, do I gotta be of a certain cloth, or do I just gotta? Cause I'm like bull rushing. I'm bull rushing. I'm just like, hey, it is what it is. It's dope. I, I, you know, I do. You know, people are gonna see that I'm a very respectful person, and I move with manners and respect and elegance and stuff like that, and like. I, so you know i just want to know like some some tips and some tricks and you know like you say you're talking about communication so sorry i'm kind of rambling
1: (laughs) i mean my 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 three words that i love are communication commitment and consistency so if we're talking about the music business under those three key words um
0: you know that you know they're not that hard to understand right right so if
1: you're coming at me and you're asking me the question from an artist standpoint how to be recognized, how to be heard, how to be successful, you know, there's there's a, there's a lot of campaigns that, you know, uh, can, can, can be on the table for conversation, I mean, you know, we can talk about digital radio, we can talk about college radio, we can talk about FM radio, we can talk about streaming campaigns, we can talk about YouTube campaigns, <laughs> we can talk about publicity and press, we can talk about interview placements, we can talk about collaborations with larger artists. But it, it all, what does that all go back to? I mean, I think we discussed this earlier, and we can bring it up again. You know, a general contractor, if you're uh, wanting to build a dream house, and you call that general contractor, and he doesn't really have a good relationship with the concrete guys and the electricians and the plumbers and the steel guys and the gardeners and all those people, like, you want do you want to engage with someone like that, or do you want to engage with someone that with a snap of their fingers can get someone on, you know, on the phone. Right now, Shade 45 in New York can get, you know, every label in the industry. You know, I, uh, so I think it just kind of goes back to, you know, knowing what you want to accomplish. I mean, if we're talking about from an artist standpoint, you know, what's that dream come true? Does that dream come true to do a collaboration with a major artist? Does that dream come true to do a 360? that dream come true to do an independent deal i mean how do you want to how do you want to structure out that blueprint and that's where we start right that's
0: where we start and that's how it, that's that's how it's built out right yeah I'm, I'm and that's interesting that you say that because i'm kind of coming into these crossing grounds of like um copyright and um, not that i'm copywriting but like um <laughs> Signing away certain rights to certain things, and like that is really interesting that you say that. Basically, me, I mean, if you're asking me, I'm trying to get my peoples to a different situation, and uh, by any means necessary. So, like, you know, I, I think, I think it's interesting, like somebody like you being an entrepreneur to, you know, use one side of your game, and then kind of like, you know, you're doing management, you're doing PR, you're doing press, you're doing radio, like what does it mean to be an entrepreneur and like as far as like going into this game you know a lot of times people say oh i gotta i gotta have my one product and i gotta show you this where i'm kind of like a multifaceted person i'm just kind of you know what i mean so i'm trying to round this to a question um how, how do you get in when you're a different type of cat you know i feel like we see the same type of cats that get the same type of bread but when you're a different type of cat how do you just have to carve out your own lane?
1: You know, it's a good question. I, I don't think you have to carve out your own lane. I think you need to, you know, put a lot of focus and attention on what, like I said earlier, define me—that dream come true. What are you trying? you trying to get a record deal, right? Are you trying to? Are you trying to uh, do a national college radio campaign when we're done with Corona? I mean, there's so many different things that could be on the table that could be built. And I think it's someone like myself or someone else that has, you know, this many years of experience that if, if the question is being asked, you know, you probably should have the answer, right? Right. You know, probably if you're, if you're reaching out and needing assistance, you, know, you, uh, you you probably should have that answer. You should probably should have that relationship. You know, it should just come like with a snap of a finger, I mean. We're talking about PR publicity. You should have the top PR publicist in your phone that you can bring on, and they want to write up on all hip hop or Forbes or any of the big hip hop, you know, hip hop sites. Mm. Uh, you, mm. uh, you you should be able to deliver that. Mm. You shouldn't have to uh, tell them, you know, let me get back to you. Let me have, you know, should like here it is, right? Here right. it is. These these are these these are the numbers. This is what it takes, and. You know, you either want to step on the court or not. Right. You I know? uh, want to step uh, on the court. Make sure, make sure that jersey is looking pretty crispy and ironed, and make sure those shoes are, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. look, look, looking pretty clean. Get that toothbrush out. You know, mm-hmm. make sure those, make sure the lights are uh, shining on those uh, whatever kicks that you're rocking. You
0: know. And right. That's right. the recommendation that I can give because I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, I, I try to be a, a, a straight shooter and say it the way it is you know right right that man that's a am- that's really amazing man because a hey, shout out to kane dinell too man that that was a really interesting interview for me because i feel like i didn't have i haven't really had people on i mean i have had different genres of people but i feel like i haven't had somebody on and i feel like he made me go into my journalist side a little bit more so i was just kind of like oh, okay you know what i mean i had to i kind of was checking up a little bit on his mcs i was like all your MCs are hella recent. That was my only thing. I was like, I was like, you gotta have MCs that put at least 10 albums out. Like, come on. You know what I mean? And I think he, he felt me on that too. Cause I was just like, I mean, you know, you could drop a couple mixtapes and be hot for a couple summers, but we're talking about tech nines and the LLs and you know what I mean? These guys have been hot for multiple summers. So I think you gotta, if you want a longevity career, you gotta look for somebody who's been longevity and mimic that, like you're saying, you know, and, that that's kind of another way I've been trying to, you know, just certain people like E-40 is like one of my favorites all of all time. That's somebody I just kind of study and just try to, you know, keep it real like him, you know. Um, so I was going to ask you, what is it like working for Rainier Avenue Radio right now? You know, it's great.
1: I mean, I love the station. Uh, I like the, uh, I like the independent factor of the station. I like the family associated with the brand. Uh, the station continues to grow and plateau to new levels. I mean, when I when I made a decision uh, to return back to radio, I told myself, you know, I want to get back on in the definition of 2020 within the broadcasting of kind of the cool era. And I said, you know what? Like app-based online radio is where I want to be.
0: Hmm. You know, I
1: want to have that partnership with the tune-in radio who uh, supports and uh, broadcasts my show called The Traffic Jam, as well as the Rainier Avenue Radio app, and uh, it's been great. I mean, I've had the opportunity to, I've had record labels in there, I've had Seahawks in there, I've had Master P. Uh, I've had a lot of people, a lot of people throughout the industry and throughout the communities. In fact, I uh, talked to them today. It looks like
0: Friday I'm going to be interviewing the mayor of Bremerton, Oh wow! Greg Wheeler got a got a good relationship
1: with him. It'd be good to talk to someone like him who oversees a large municipality like Bremerton uh, and talk to him about Corona and how that's impacted and changed his day to day. You know, uh, important elements. So I mean, I love it. I love it. I uh, you know I don't I don't have to deal with nearly the amount of politics that uh, I had to deal with at my uh, former station. Uh, But like I said, man, shout out to shout out to all, shout out to digital radio, shout out to college radio, shout out to FM radio, shout out to all of them. And uh, you know, we all we all stand our lane. We're all here to be you know as as supportive as we can for one another. Right. And uh, I think I think that's the I think that's the most important thing. But I was I just read an article the other day in terms of radio listenership and on the digital side, just especially with us all being. Confined now to our uh, to our homes, I mean, digital right. radio listenership has been skyrocketing. And people would always ask me, you know, when I would you know be representing my former station and ask questions like, "What's your biggest competitor?" And I would always say it's, it's always the cell phone. Mm. And I think that's why digital radio is you know has the popularity that it has today, just because people can you know it's it's in their hands. You know, they're listening right. to it either their headphones while they're you know at their home offices or wherever they're listening and it's 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 been, it's been working out great
0: so uh, um so
1: listen, a lot of my listeners are my former listeners from my previous show on Cube, and i hear i you know they hit me up all the time so it's a good feeling to know that a lot of them you know transitioned showed uh, showed good dirty Harrison
0: love right right shout out to the fans man real talk um so i guess i can go two ways with this question one's on the journal I, I want you to pick ones on the journalist side and one's iHeart media I, I want you to decide uh, which i'm not clear on the question so when you say
1: when you talking about journalism and i heart
0: media so it's it's, it's, kind it's kind of a tree so it's like one of them could be i was just wondering which one you would want to answer first or second i usually give an option um would no, you we
1: can talk about we could talk about last year so we could,
0: we could talk about it for sure so so iheart media is something when i first dropped my podcast i am damn sure made sure my rss feed was you know feel me like on the podcast feed had to, i don't know how many listeners i have uh what's up paris uh i don't know how many listeners i have via uh, iheart but that's something where i was just like really trying to tune in and tap in cuz it seems like they're really putting a lot of money in communities and that's something i was looking to establish you know, so I was, what was it like working with them? You know, obviously Charlamagne, the goddess, somebody I look up to, too, you know. What was it like working with iHeartMedia as a whole? You know, and, uh it was, it
1: was a, uh, <laughs> it was, it, there were a lot of experiences and stories that, you know, I will truly never forget. I, uh, I started, uh, when I started, it wasn't iHeartMedia. When I started, it was called the Century Media very accurately owned us and he owned the seattle supersonics very accurately sold it to clear channel and clear channel then uh renamed it uh a number of years ago to iHeartMedia. media uh, so you know spending that many years with a successful brand like cube i mean it was your you know it was your it was a grind i mean you know people would always ask me like you know, Dirty Harry, like, you go on the radio at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, does that mean that, you know, you get to the station at 2? No. I was in there at eight thirty, nine o'clock. There's something called meetings. There's something called planning. There's something called summer jam, which took six months every year just to get that thing off the ground. So, it, w- it was a grind. It was a grind working with, you know, uh, different people who may have not necessarily understood radio, that on your markets that thought that you know they had an idea and it's just a matter of like saying like you know we'll either take your
0: approach or take the right approach and we'll see which one is the winner at the end of the day you know right right so i guess okay so my so then looping back to my other question um do you as a host how important do you find independent journalism like wh- what does journalism mean to you as a host
1: I I think if you can have a captive audience and you can have a chart-topping topic that's going to not only be relatable, but that you're going to be able to brand in the right testimonials and build in the right sense of engagement to make it fluid so you're not just, you know, you're coming out of the gate with that more kind of proper, shock and awe, ferocious campaign, but It's about consistency. We talked about consistency, consistency, consistency. So when we talk about journalism, like whether you're doing interviews, whether you've got feature articles, whether you're incorporating branding, whether you're incorporating product placement, I think, you know, when we think about journalism today in 2020, I think we got to, I think we got to be super creative. I think we got to think outside the box. I think we got to think outside the box. I think we got to be super creative. I mean, who's, you know, who's picking up a newspaper anymore? Who's picking up a magazine? All on your phone. So if we're putting articles out, like let's talk about, you know, let's talk about World Star. Let's talk about, you know, Chris and the team in New York at World Star. Look what they've developed. I mean, right. they had to come out of the gate. Look at Respect My Region. Hmm. You know, look at Joey and you know Taylor and the whole crew at Respect My Region. I mean, you know, I've I've I've, I've watched these guys. I've watched these guys come up and shout out to them for really disrupting that turf. You know. Uh, that'll be that. That'll be that.
0: The code name today. Disrupting that turf. Disrupting the turf. I love that. I disrupting love that. Disrupting the turf. Yeah. You know? Maybe I should get some t-shirts made. I love disrupting that. the turf. I'm about to uh, hashtag that too. <laughs> um, so I was going to ask you, what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to right now?
1: Man, you know, I uh, I, I gotta be honest, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I, uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll tap in and out to a few of them. I'll listen to some of the guys in New York, you know, doing their shows. Uh, but I, you know, I I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. I I listen to my, you know, when I when I take my headphones off for my radio show, I just I kind of try to somewhat disconnect. I mean, I do my daily show prep. I you know I definitely watch podcasts. But if you're asking me to. You know, give you my favorite ones. I, I you know, I honestly, know, I can't really, yeah, you know, give you, uh, give you the. I mean, you know, well, let, let's say uh, Rogan. I mean, shout out to Rogan. You know, slam dunking all the time. He's definitely up there for me. Hmm. Uh, hmm. And uh, like I said, there's some radio hosts out there who uh, who do great shows and do great podcasts. And, you know, shout out and nothing but love for all the guys that are
0: doing shout out to you man shout out to your show thanks again for having me on man i appreciate uh, it i appreciate I, I, it. I should probably be doing more instagram live i i don't i don't uh i don't do
1: it enough but maybe i need to be uh my co-host who's uh been uh traveling Fiza, on my radio show she uh she approached me a couple weeks ago and said dirty hair on top of the radio show we should also do a podcast so there's
0: some things that are always in the works that are mm-hmm. developing that uh, you all know about at the right time. There we go. Hey, leak that to me. I got you, for sure. For Appreciate sure. It. Appreciate it. So, um, you know, I, I don't. I could sit here all day. I got questions all day. You know, I'm soaking up game. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm here for. Nathan, nice uh, kitchen couch. I'm interviewing Dirty Hair. If you guys don't, if you guys aren't tuned in and all that, so, <laughs> so, what? behind the mic what are you trying to give them like what you you run the show the traffic jam what do you what are you yeah. gi- what are you giving them as far as like um, content wise are, are you trying to go for more of I remember back in the day you were a little bit more like punchliney a little bit you kind of were just like kept it a little comical um, then again I was yeah. really young I was really young so you know um, but I'm not old though, don't think. No 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 no. I'm I just mean like like when I was listening to radio hosts and like really like tuned into shows like that, I was just I just remember being in the car with my mom and I'm not super you know what I'm saying, we're we're roughly the same age, so um but so I was I was gonna ask you though, so we look good for our age. Thank you. (laughs) You're doing something, right?
1: side of dirty hair, if you want to call it personal, but I'll tell you one thing that I've been enjoying doing recently are my uh, are my daily stairs. I'm doing about 75 flights of stairs a day. So I do about uh, 30 30 30 plus flights in the morning. Then I do another 30 plus in the night. In the night, I do sit ups at night and push ups in the morning. And you know, with us uh, with us being confined right. to our homes mostly. Uh, right now, it's uh, we uh, our, our habits have changed a little bit in terms of our eating abilities. So
0: i, I right, love like doing my stairs. Right.
1: All my friends, my family,
0: absolutely everybody. Uh,
1: everybody knows if they're calling me and I'm kind of sounding like I'm a little, you know, huffing a little bit. Nothing to worry about. It just means I'm going up and down my stairs. And no, I'm not. I'm not trying out to uh, join the Seattle Fire Department. Like, you
0: know, <laughs> right. Just, uh, I, I,
1: lo- I, lo- I love my stair climbing
0: it's my it, it's my go-to exercise right now dirty i got i gotta let you know that you gotta try the sea moss you gotta try the sea moss the sea moss the sea moss is the one it is the one it, it's natural it's got all these vitamins and stuff and they talk about vitality and all that man and it's all natural it, that shit is the one that pff, and i I'm. i people don't know, like, or a lot of people do know, I'm diabetic. So, but I've never been in such great health in my entire life, and it's not just because of CMOS; it's because of other things as well. But I'm just like trying to figure out, like. Well, keep it up, man. I, I wish you nothing but good health. Keep it up. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, before I before we part off, I just want to know what kind of legacy are you trying to leave for you know your children and your your friends and your family or whatever you got. What, what kind of legacy I are actually, you?
1: I actually don't have any kids. Uh, I don't have any kids, but uh, I st- <laughs> still got still got many years left. But you know, I uh, I just always want to, you know, if people, you know, have a question or they want to, you know, learn something pertaining to the music business, the entertainment industry, the entertainment business. I, I never want to be one of those types of people. That uh, that says no. I, I learned something a number of years ago when I interviewed Mariah Carey, and Mariah Carey and Jennifer Lopez both both told me this: that um, if they're doing an autograph signing after a show, a meet and greet before and after a show,
0: they will never leave anyone hanging. They will always sign, not always take
1: pictures, but they will always sign every person's T-shirt, whatever they're signing, and that's always stayed in my head always stayed in my head that you know i uh i like to i like to assist uh when, when, when i can but uh you know business is business and uh i uh I, I love what i do and uh i i think you know i think that that's how i that's how i uh, want to continue to to be known from uh from the dirty Harry brand
0: Man, I appreciate that, man, That the legacy, and that's something that got me started into this. Um, basically, like I said, uh, I, I guess, you know, it's, especially in hip-hop, a lot of times when you're trying to get these stories, it's funny because we have this culture, especially in the, you know, black culture in the, in the hip-hop community, about dick riding. And so now it's kind of becoming a little different because it's like, I ain't dick riding, bro. I'm trying to, like, not you know, when I'm talking to a rapper for say, you know, it's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hear the legacy. Why did you start rapping? Why, what, what made you get into it? What, what, how'd you get your name? You know, who brought, who brought you up in the game or, you know, who were you listening to? And that, so those are the type of things that I think people are really starting to listen to me and understand that. Like, that's what my brand is really about. Legacy wise is like my legacy is I'm the communicator. You know what I'm saying? I like to lock people in place. I like to connect people and, That's kind of, you know, I feel like that's what God put me on this earth for. And one of the ways I could rebel, you know what I'm saying? And and one of the ways I could fight against the system or whatever, you know what I mean? So, hey, man, but I I could go on and on. We could go on and on. I know you got money to make, I know you got moves to shake. Man, I really appreciate your game. You already know. I don't got anywhere to go tonight except probably put
1: a uh, uh, a veggie burger. Hey. might do a little little veggie burger action tonight for my for my dinner and uh man you know when when this uh when we're actually able to uh get out of the house and with you being a chef maybe uh maybe we'll have to have you come into the station and uh you know i can i can try i can try one of your uh one of your well-known uh dishes you know I uh, as long as it doesn't have mayonnaise in it, you're, we're we're winning. <laughs> you know, if it, if it, if it has in it, uh, the, you'll you'll be stopped at the door. So there'll be a mayonnaise detector, like a radar detector, <laughs> that'll go off and say,
0: uh, here, you're a, you're in a non you're in a non mayonnaise free zone. Exit to the left or to the right. Right. So I'm all uh, I'm all you vegan. Know, all vegan. You know, these people out here like like you'll line
1: up at subway and you know someone will order like a 12 inch tuna sandwich and it's just like i just I, I just like i try not to laugh i try to keep the laughter in but you'll see people like ask for like double or triple mayonnaise lines up and down on top of the tuna fish like i mean why don't they call it like the instant heart attack why don't uh. they rename the sandwich instead of calling it the 12 inch tuna sub shout out to subway but i mean i, I mean hey for all the people
0: out there that like mayonnaise, I got nothing but love for you. But uh when it comes time to, <laughs> he's like, I ain't fucking with <laughs> it. I ain't fucking with it. The
1: mayonnaise, has to be left uh, left on that show.
0: So I,
1: I, I, I just have to, bad experiences with
0: mayonnaise, you know. I you totally know? I agree. Just, uh, I totally agree with you. Um I think what the one thing that I don't eat mayonnaise anymore, but. One thing that changed my mind to it a little bit is when you make it fresh. There's a there's a different it's it's a it's more when you make it fresh it's like a sauce. If you get in the in the in the jar, it's like what the fuck is this? It, but I don't I don't eat the shit. Hey, what's up, Kane Dinell? What's good, bro? We just shouted you out. Um I don't tell eat- me real quick about tell me
1: real quick, don't walk me through the I can't believe we're talking about this right now, but walk me through
0: walk me through the whole recipe. Of homemade mayonnaise. so i'm a to so, ve- I- like, what, so i'm a vegan i haven't made it in a long time but the last time i recall it's uh egg yolk i think it's about two or three egg yolk a pinch of salt um a little bit of mustard to bind like not much maybe a quarter cup a little bit of um apple cider vinegar maybe about a quarter cup or less and then um, uh, in French, you always use the pinch of cayenne. I don't know. It's just a French thing. And then you you, you got to pulse it, right? Because you don't want it to just break and distribute. You pulse it a little bit, kind of break it up a little bit, and then you kind of slowly pour the oil into it. And it, it's crazy how it just kind of like thickens up. And it, it, it's something about the flat blades and the whipping and the blah, blah, blah emulsifies into this cream and it's it tastes different. It still's got that white still white and creamy, but it's it's more like a sauce, more it, almost a little bit more like alfredo, not as runny, but you know what I mean, it's fresh in front of you, so it's a little bit it's not like that canned goop. Yeah, you know I mean like but I don't eat it. I don't eat none of that stuff. I'm a vegan, so you know, I eat, I eat fish once in a while, but 99% of the time I eat all plant-based um, so you know, I I get I get it crazy with some like fried eggplant, something like that. Some eggplant stir fry, something like that. That's my. So where's speed. this? Uh, where's this interview going to be? Uh, where's Where's this interview
1: going to be living at? Where can people uh, check it out if they if they missed it today? Give, give them that. Give them that recipe. Give them that flight plan for for people to be able to check it out. Because we we discussed some pretty interesting topics over the last hour.
0: So you t- you say you want me to give you a recipe? No. where can people watch this interview i know you oh know watch interview. the interview so um since we're on your live uh you have to um you're gonna have to save the video and then send it to me but just make sure make sure at the end of this video you hit save because you only got one chance that's the one thing i hated about instagram live you got one chance to save that video at the end and if you don't you gotta I mean I know how to do it, but you gotta program and do this other shit. I got it on my computer. I got that too. Well, we'll just have, we'll just, but, will to, figure it out. We'll, but we'll do another interview again. And, but the audio the audio when I drop this, probably about next week, when the audio comes out it'll be available Spotify, iHeart, uh, SoundCloud, um, Google Play, um, whatever other subsidiaries, Podbean and uh probably drop it at rainier avenue radio but they're right now they're they're only keeping me to the 27 minute and i usually do hours so i'm trying to be able to fit figure out what shows i can send them um but uh shout out to rainier avenue radio off top for the plug they, they've been nothing but nice to me so um i love that um but yeah so so this audio will be available everywhere but the video once you send it to me it'll be available at youtube uh, I'll put it up on my uh, Facebook page as well, and um, I'll put I'll also put it up to my IG stories as well. So, awesome!
1: Do you have any other questions
0: for me? Hey man, I'm gonna tap in with you behind the scenes, and we're gonna stay tapped in. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate all the game that you that you really dropped. Do you got anybody you want to shout out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm I'm seeing a few people. My guy Kane Donnell joining in with us right now. He's got a brand prize and trophy so make sure you tap in prize and trophy make sure you follow kane dinell on all social media platforms he's got some bangers he's got some collaborations he's been active on the interview pulse he uh just did two today in fact so if you don't know the name know that name kane dinell and uh i'm trying to see who else is uh i got a whole bunch of guys that i could be uh that i could be uh shouting out but uh i don't want to i don't want to leave anyone out i want to uh i want to make sure that i shout out everyone listening i appreciate everyone tapped in tapped in with me and man nothing but uh good health to you stay safe out there wash your hands wear a mask and uh we will we will as a as i always say on the radio as a community as communities as cities as states as countries. As the world, we will overcome this. We will overcome this with joy, and we will learn from this. And uh, we will we will be a better nation uh, moving forward. And I'm definitely confident. I'm confident, uh, or I wouldn't I wouldn't express it. I'm confident that things will things will start to uh, shape up here uh, sooner than later. That that's my uh, that's my prediction. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me on your show. Nothing but success to you. For your future episodes and your future shows, and anytime I can help you, you know how to tap in, you know how I can help. Always here to help and assist, shouting out everyone tapped in, all the artists, all the artists out there, man. Nothing but love, nothing but support. And uh
0: I'm 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 here. I'm here. Let's uh let's keep it rocking. Hey, that's off top, man. Hey, much love to you, brother. Hey, night. save Appreciate hey, save the video afterwards. Make sure you hit that. It's right in the corner. Dirty Harry. I just spilled water all over my damn keyboard and desk. <laughs> but uh, I still make it pop. Y'all didn't hear shit. It's whatever. Nathan, nice in the kitchen couch holler. The I kitchen couch podcast. <laughs> Tricks on me or not, but welcome, welcome to the Kitchen to the Couch, couch podcast, podcast with me, Nathan, Nathan Nice, a.k.a. The nice, Light Skin Bourdain, a.k.a. D A- A- Black, Black Hunter S. Thompson, Thompson. giving me the three C's that, that you need, that's, that's culture, comedy, and cuisine, and let's not forget cannabis, because you know I be smoking. I'm All right, you heard me, Kitchen Couch Podcast. podcast.